0: Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Hi, Fab.
1: Hi, Elsie. Hi, Fab How are you doing? I'm good.
0: A <laughs> little part of me feels a little nervous. Why do
1: you feel nervous?
0: Well, because... We have a lot of history together.
1: We have a ton of history together. We, Doesn't that make it better?
0: It does make it better. <laughs> <laughs> better. But um, for everyone listening, I have Fabiano Altamora here joining me. And we built a school together. We did build well, a school together. Well, you're the founder of the school, one of the founders. Of one. But uh, we all built a school together. And I think it's, that th- it's the nervous excitement feeling because uh, y- we've seen each other change a lot in the last six years seven years
1: we have I would say you've been very very consistent in your character and I've probably been very up and down did you hear Uh,
0: that guys I'm consistent very
1: consistent (laughs) Ella's very consistent in her character
0: but you've seen me triggered haven't you
1: because I triggered you
0: Oh, you're so kind, but I, I definitely because we've had. <laughs> that's so funny. It is funny. So true. Though, isn't it? <laughs> it is true. You have triggered me a lot. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but uh, it's all good because you're really good at repairing relationship.
1: Oh, thank you, love.
0: And you're really good at validating. Oh. I've had some moments with you where I'm in tears, <laughs> snot coming out of my nose, <laughs> and you're like. just sucks doesn't it Mm. (laughs) because we've just you know it's taken I think well my question for you is if you knew building a university was going to be this hard would you have said yes?
1: That is a really great question Um, yes because I just you know i think the thing for me it's it's about the journey and the people you do it with yeah the hardest thing is the people you hurt along the way i'm not saying it has to be like that um so i think there would be things i would absolutely change knowing what i know now and hopefully i would say i could do it in a better way yeah but the thing is it's like parenting you know what you know and you do it i don't ever think you do it with a bad intention yeah um but the fallout has been pretty big in some areas right you know what I mean so I definitely regret hurting people I don't regret building the school in any way shape or
0: form yeah yeah and I mean I've hurt people too so there's regret I think that that's a part of self-discovery and Mm -hmm. I think when you grow you know, you have hindsight and you think, oh, I wish I could have done that. But the fact is you can't change it. You have to forgive yourself, right?
1: Yeah, you do. You have to mm. forgive yourself because you can live with the shame of lost years. Yes. So, you know, I think you can live with the shame of people that were really close friends that you've actually been... Yeah. You've been... You've been active in hurting them. Yeah. That maybe could have stunted their growth in the future, whatever mm. that looks right. And I think that is... I even look at it from a parenting point of view. Like yes. what what mistakes did I make yeah. parenting my kids mm-hmm. that now could have had some level of catastrophic effect on them? Yeah. All I can do is make it all I can do is put it right.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And I would say that I always want to do that.
0: And you're really good at that fact. Thank you. And that's that's what I have the most respect for because um I think it's really hard when you have um well when you've got a big personality leader and you don't know how to have a voice there and um yeah or don't or yeah don't know how to communicate and then yeah it can it can feel hard but what you've always done is i think we've had some pretty rip-roaring fights Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and but part of it is i think on my side of things and you, you guys probably felt this a little bit of like trying to control or teach or like coach or I don't know if I ever came across maybe I did my my mum gives me that feedback.
1: What that you try and coach her? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Or like try and yeah. like I don't know control the situation with my emotional health. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> are you laughing because it's kind of true?
1: Yeah, I don't think you do that with me. I think occasionally you'll you may ask a question. Yeah. But I don't think you try and control it with your psycho
0: yeah bubble. No. psycho bubble yeah
1: brene brown yes in the arena stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'll just teach the students yeah, no, yeah. no
1: i don't think you do that with me at all i've yeah. never experienced you do that
0: i mean yeah i mean i have to be careful to do that with people yeah and i think a lot of a lot of the pain is like a lot of us didn't know what we we're doing like you mentioned with um, student like with parenting you only know what you know in the moment and a lot of the things a lot of the building a university is none of us had any experience Mm -hmm. in that yeah no
1: none and i think not only that the pressures that come with that yes you you, you, when you get a dream Mm -hmm. the idea of the dream is always way more glamorous than the pursuit of it
0: yes so once
1: you start building it you Mm -hmm. realize that there isn't actually any glamour in it.
0: Yeah, because no what you're
1: doing <laughs> is you're actually digging dirt for the foundation. Yes. And the thing is we dug a very deep foundation but with that it's like there are rocks in the way yeah you have to get an excavator it's Mm -hmm. not just doing it with like a nice little you know spade yes so I think with that you expect there to be conflict
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: how that conflict is dealt with will Mm. determine the outcome and the health of the organization yeah and I think it was in those first years that because I wasn't healthy Mm. or I thought I was healthy. And right. that's the biggest downfall when you think you're healthy and you aren't. A bit of a denial. Very big. Tremendous denial. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I think that's... And there are no books for it.
0: Right. To get you out of denial.
1: No. I mean, maybe there are. I just yeah. I thought I'd read a, enough books. Yes. But it was realizing once I'd hurt so many people.
0: Mm. And, like,
1: it was like a, a Nagasaki or a Hiroshima, like, just seeing the fallout. Yeah. Because I'll tell you in a bit about my revelation, yeah. my awakening. It was kind of like an epiphany that changed all of this. Yes. But up until that point, I think because I was living what I call below the line in in fear and pride. Yeah. And above the line is humility and love. Yeah. That's where I was working. So I'd be constantly triggered.
0: Yeah. Pride is such a thing. So tell me how pride showed up for you. because. Oh. It's going to stop you from actually getting breakthrough. So,
1: well, feedback for one was always a hard thing. And always and not listening. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. So the,
1: the inability to listen. Yeah. And the. I don't know. I think it was. For me, it manifested in the inability to listen and trigger being triggered.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's what pride did for me.
0: And what what are triggers? Because I I think that we are in a culture where tr- we say the word trigger we're probably way too much, mm. um, but a lot of people don't know what a trigger is. Like, what would, How would you describe, in layman's terms, what a trigger is?
1: Uh, I would say that when you come to me with an issue you may be having with me, mm-hmm. rather than me listening and going, oh, I am so sorry I hurt you, mm-hmm. I rise up and I react yeah. in defensiveness.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's how I would discover how a trigger manifests in me.
0: Yeah, I mean for me too. I think you know, we're all trying to protect ourselves. We're all trying to
1: protect yourself and you're all trying to do something yeah. but you realize when it happens you're like, oh, there it is. Is there some truth to that? Yeah. You know, am I am Ooh. I being triggered because there is some truth and some validity to mm-hmm. what they're actually saying?
0: Mhm. You know, yeah. and I've
1: been felt like I haven't been triggered a lot up mm-hmm. until the last couple of days Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm realizing oh I was processing it today like in my time with the Lord and I was like is why why am why am I finding it hard to not listen to what's being said Mm -hmm. why can't I lean into this pain and I'm like Lord I need to lean into this pain so I can actually feel if what they're saying is valid yeah and what do I need to do to that? What do I need to contribute to that?
0: And that, my friends who are listening, is called bravery. That's courage to lean in. Yeah, and it has to. I mean, we'll dive into. I know. I want to get to a, the point where you had that kind of spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. or like that r- real revelation of like almost like your denial bubble got burst. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell me a bit about as a man, what mental health has meant to you or your relationship with mental health and your journey with it.
1: I think, I think for me, it's not understanding what a clear defined boundary is. Hmm. Always thinking I can push, I can work harder, yeah. I, can run, I can run faster, I will outwork you. Like there's something I said to yes. my students, which was so ridiculous. I said, you'll never outwork me. I'll be the first here and the last to leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And kind of using that adage of going, you, you will outwork me. I think I heard somebody, Will Smith, say it. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, while I understand it, it's super unhealthy because i think in every entrepreneur's life any pioneer's life you have to have the element of rest rest isn't the absence of activity mm-hmm. but it's definitely a posture of how you conduct yourself yeah and i think i didn't understand what rest was yeah and like a revival crew pastor at BCA was saying stephen was yeah. saying you're functioning off adrenaline
0: mm. and the
1: anointing
0: mm. which
1: to me was like that's that's functioning purely out of survival.
0: Yes, yeah. And
1: I felt and I actually looked it up until recently, said to my wife, Claire, I've always been in survival mode up until this last
0: mm, year. Since yeah. I
1: was a kid, always lived in survival mode.
0: Yeah, and I can uh, same like I and that's probably what rubbed me up the most building something. I think that anything that you're starting, pioneering, there is an element of survival mode and you're kind of dog paddling And I'd love to like just go backwards before we go forwards Mm. and love to hear what, how that manifested in like your childhood, like that hustle, like, yeah, like that hard working, because it's a good thing. And that's the confusing thing about working hard. Like working hard is good, but uh, when it is killing you (laughs) or it's not sustainable. So tell me like what it looked like growing up.
1: Well, growing up, I was actually really lazy really really lazy so I think really up until even the first couple of years of my marriage like when I wasn't acting
0: mm. when
1: I acted I was on it on yeah. it. outside of acting I think I would have times where I would be very proactive mm. and other times just really lazy and mm-hmm. I don't think it was till I had my I had a nervous breakdown when I was 24
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that changed everything
0: yeah wow as in w- what happened when you were 24 um
1: so we set up a Christian radio station mm-hmm. um, and six months of really really a lot of work to get up to the point where we launched yeah and in true fab style you know it wasn't just a radio station it was a humongous launch a humongous finale yeah. missions throughout the entire cities and just wanting to uh, it was in the year 2000 mm. so i was 25 so it literally to you know talk about christian values around the entire region mm-hmm. um and I, it just ended up being a car crash for me because mm. even though the mission was good I wasn't healthy, mm-hmm. and at the end of that, I I suffered from such severe burnout yeah. that it took me like eighteen months to get out of that. Yeah. So, you know, I think that was the start of me realizing that I have to balance life. Mm. But it, it actually didn't. It actually ignited me to work even to work harder. Yes. Because I only that was my first real encounter of real, real pioneering and hard work. Yeah. And then after that, I just got addicted to the bug of just yeah. what we call the hustle.
0: Yes, because it feels like it will pay off because that's the slogan is hard work mm-hmm. and you'll be successful, but it's actually an internal operating system. It's
1: an internal operating system. Hard yeah. work is de- definitely doesn't mean you have to be
0: unhealthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so take us to that point in the summer, which mm-hmm. is a year ago, I think, mm-hmm. um, where you had that bubble of denial burst
1: yeah yeah it's kind of been cycles throughout my life right you have a nervous breakdown then you go away, and then you have another burnout yeah. and it's, oh, this whole thing and the same with the building of the school
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think um for one it needed to happen and i want to yeah. say I'm, I'm a believer so mm-hmm. i would say by god's grace yes he he did it in the nicest way he could get my attention
0: right because you're like eight on the enneagram
1: i am but do you know what though I salmonate, <laughs> right. but I don't function as an eight anymore.
0: Yeah, I, and that's my experience of you. You've like changed in front of my eyes. Um, yeah, you're way more um, uh, oh, peaceful and tender and um, curious. Mm-hmm. There isn't like that bull in a charter mm-hmm. shop, shop right, th- right, thing right. going on. Um, but I, I do have to point out before we get to this. I don't think we would have a school if it wasn't for your tenacity. Mm. So in some ways, like, who you are as, like, a little bit of a – it's been a bull in a – you have fought dog and bone for our school, for it getting accredited, for it having staff. Like, I think that needs to be acknowledged as well Mm. because while – like it's like we look back on the past and we always see as all our mistakes but actually mm-hmm. there was a lot of excellence and a lot of brilliance mm-hmm. that you brought and you're incredibly creative and out of the box, and if you tell me it's a no, I'm gonna find a way to make it a yes. Like mm-hmm. that's your spirit, and like that's the beautiful side of you. Mm-hmm. And I and I just want to honor you. Of, like Thank you. I appreciate that. you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a school to this day if it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think all of us would have been like, it's too hard. There's too many no's. Whereas mm-hmm. you didn't take no for an answer, which mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for. But coming back to this moment, yeah.
1: Well, picture this: we've not been back. I'm from. It, well, yes. in, English from the UK, yeah. but Italian. Um, we hadn't been back four years because we hadn't got our green card.
0: Oh, that's right, yeah. So
1: first time back, come out of a very intense season. Most of my department had left.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rightly so. God bless them. I mean, <laughs> right. I don't blame them, to be completely honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, I'm sat in this beautiful resort with mm-hmm. my wife. This was at the time when I used to drink. So I had a glass of wine or a, co- can't remember, a cocktail. And it was idyllic. It was just beautiful.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm sat down in this kind of like cabana, stunning weather outside, maybe, I don't know, 80s, 90s. And I feel like I get whamped across my chest with a baseball bat. Wow. And I hear these words so clearly. He says, you're an addict.
0: Like as in God said that to you? God said it to me. Mm -hmm. You're
1: an addict. And I was like, what am I addicted to? He says you're addicted to busyness.
0: Mm. He says
1: you medicate. And
0: mm-hmm. this may
1: offend some of the people on your podcast. I hope they don't. But you medicate with alcohol, mm-hmm. social media, and cigars. Mm-hmm. I'm a cigar connoisseur. I love cigars. Yes, too, you so. do. So, um, and then he says, you treat your wife like an employee, and you treat her like crap. And he says, you're preaching a message. You don't live.
0: Wow. I think all, all I love flash, your honesty. It's so good.
1: All in a all flash. By wow. like all words and i was like talk about letting the wind yeah. out of your sails and wow. i just got to my wife and i repented mm-hmm. like anything that st- i stopped my phone i stopped cigars i stopped drink i still don't drink to this day and it's been nearly a year yeah um med- you know anything that causes me to medicate i need to not have
0: because even though
1: I enjoyed a glass of wine, yeah. not that I was drunk by any stretch, no. but I wouldn't just have a glass. yeah. i like, oh, let's have another glass.
0: Or it happens regularly. Or it happens yeah. regularly yeah. every and single I, day. And I was the same, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's
1: like, yeah. so it goes from, it becomes too much of a, not too much of a social thing, but it becomes the thing that you do when you socialize. Yeah, and you're is, blowing off
0: steam a lot.
1: You're blowing off steam a lot. And I'm like, yeah. that just isn't. I just, it, alcohol is not for me. So I repented to my wife, which means I apologized profusely. Mm-hmm. And then I was given 10 names of people that I had to apologize to.
0: Wowzers. So I went to each and every one of those mm-hmm. 10 people and just mm-hmm.
1: apologized mm-hmm. for the mess that I'd made. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, leadership is availability and I wasn't available. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things whereby I just had to put things right.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really brave. Wow. Yeah. It's the next brave thing. It is the next brave thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm so impressed. And I, I just I love that you're voicing this because I think a lot of leaders who might be listening or. Um, Yeah, like feel this like secrecy around that. Like Mm. I love your honesty and candor and just voicing Mm. that you had that experience because – and it takes actually a lot of security in yourself. Mm. Like it tells me that you have grown in feeling secure enough in yourself to be that open and honest And a lot of people, yeah, they can't, there's this resistance in being really honest with themselves because of the shame, Mm. you know? So I guess like how, when it comes to like shame and all of that, how have you worked through that?
1: It's a hard one, man. Yeah. I mean, because I still think it's a, it's a really, it's prevalent, you know, Mm. it it shows up at times when you're like, wow, I've Mm -hmm. been married in, in a couple of weeks, I've been married 24 years. Yeah and this has been the best year of marriage my entire 24 years. Come on, so good. Um, the shame of how I treated my wife. Mm. The, the, the the lost years. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, God wastes nothing and he uses mm-hmm. everything. And you can say that when you're preaching, mm-hmm. but when you live it, yeah. it's kind of like, no, I have to realize now mm-hmm. that the mistakes I made with my kids and my wife, mm-hmm. if I believe God is a good God, which I absolutely fundamentally do you yes. will restore all that which I have broken
0: yes but I've seen that and it's a mm. slow, restoration is a slow process but I think what gets me excited, I mean obviously there's the pain of regret mm-hmm. and Brene Brown <laughs> says mm-hmm. um, regret is a tough but fair teacher mm. so it's um it's you learn the lesson, and I think that's beautiful because some people aren't courageous enough to learn that lesson, yeah. and so you still have plenty of life ahead of you, and what a beautiful reset to happen and for you to be surrendered in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want people to know that out of all my guy friends, you're probably all well, up there with one of the best. you are really incredible at mm-hmm. male friendship. Mm-hmm and a lot of guys like they want friendship i think that in some ways like women have been taught how to do friendship maybe maybe more so than men i don't really know the stats on that but tell me about how you've cultivated community and relationship because you're just incredible at it oh thank you yeah
1: um i just realize i need guys yeah like, I need community, and they don't all have to be like-minded in the same field. Yeah, You know, we don't have to be influenced in the same sphere. Um, but I, I've i made it a thing to invite guys into my life, yeah. certain guys, mm-hmm. um, who won't always tell me, yes, Fab. Right. We will be in very, very different spheres. But what has brought us together yeah. is the love of cigars.
0: Yeah, <laughs> really? Oh, Yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. yeah, you just talk about cigars.
1: We talk about talk about cars, yeah. Hunting, yeah. Um, d- different things. Not that I'm a, a huge hunter, but we'll mm-hmm. talk about God, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, I I value their friendship so yeah. much. If I need to go to somebody, I I, I go to them. Yeah, and yeah. And then we do business deals together, or we do mm-hmm. something together, and then we just help each other, mm-hmm. right? So I, I highly value that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And what would you suggest, because I think that's probably been, you've recognized a need that you have, Mm -hmm. and that's probably helped your mental health, is having Mm -hmm. guys you can talk to, right?
1: Oh, I mean, 100%. I mean, but sometimes guys are guys, and they don't always open up, so sometimes that banter thing, I think what has helped is my wife has become my best friend, so I share it with her. Yes. Then with the guys, it's... We do. We mm, we absolutely right. are vulnerable together, not yeah. all the time. And yeah. sometimes it can be hard.
0: Yes. But I do that's, feel that's we, are,
1: we are good at, we yeah. are good at asking for things when we need them.
0: Yes, because this is how sometimes I talk to guys and they want deep vulnerability in their male friendships. And... Um, I love that you're like "Uh, it's not really like that
1: (laughs) not all the time it can be I mean on a one-on-one like if your network and your group and we say your network but your group is seven to eight ten plus just in your small core group yeah you're going to share when you're more with one-on-one than you are necessarily in a big group
0: right you know in a big
1: group it's going to be more social yeah some of them may drink but we all share cigars in Mm -hmm. common
0: right yeah 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 no that's awesome I would love, in sort of closing Mm. the episode, and um, you can find Fabiano or Fabzi, as I call you, (laughs) (laughs) um, on the Storia podcast, which is the Bethel Conservatory of the Arts podcast that's coming out so you can find more of his content out there. But um, in closing, if you were to – two questions. yeah, One is, if you were to go back to your 25-year-old self, like what would you say – and if you saw a guy that's similar age to you now mm-hmm. who's, like, also in survival mode, what would you say? So two questions there.
1: I would say be unoffendable mm. and try not live with judgment in your heart.
0: Wow. That's good.
1: Because those things are both based in pride. Mm. And I think if you can be unoffendable... Yeah and not have judgment in your heart, I think the way you will interact with people would be very different.
0: Yeah, that's really... And you're so not judgmental. Like, (laughs) you're you're so funny in that way. Like, you can tell Fab anything because he's not going to judge you. Mm. Um, But yeah, to that 25-year-old self, would it be something similar? or?
1: Yeah, no, I think it would be that because I think I lived in that judgment.
0: Oh, really? Oh,
1: 100%. Judging just so judgmental <laughs> yeah. it was so judgmental really? oh gosh horrendously judgmental. yeah an opinion about everything I feel you gotta voice everything you gotta be the loudest voice in the room <laughs> yeah. that acting we call it the third circle mm. and I'm like um yeah it doesn't have to be that way
0: yeah awesome
1: you don't always have to have an opinion about everything right and you can be wrong as well you know
0: yeah oh we'll be wrong that's good so fab it's called the next brave thing Mm. what would now that you've had this like huge enlightenment and Mm. transformation what would your next brave thing look like now that you're in this season of life
1: um oh that's a great question um not succumbing not succumbing to the needs of an organization Mm. right and bearing the weight of that
0: yeah like taking on too much responsibility. Taking on too
1: much responsibility, I think, and mm-hmm. moving out of the, the place of peace. Yeah. You know, our pastor Bill Johnson mm-hmm. yesterday came and spoke at BCA, uh, Bethel Conservatory of the Arts, and he was talking, he never tries to move out of that place of peace. Yep. And that's not a capacity thing. Before mm-hmm. it was like, my capacity is moving past peace and just yeah, just do anything you can to get it done. Now I feel like I don't want to be in violation of that peace.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And that takes that's an abundant mindset and it's a trust mindset. Mm. Cuz I think we go out of that peace when we're in survival scared. Oh yeah,
1: cuz it's like how do you try and live with a limitless mindset? The thing yeah. is, it's a daily
0: thing. Mhm. Yeah, that's so good. You know. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: You're welcome, Elsie. Thanks thank for having me.
0: Thank you for being so honest. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> I hope
1: it wasn't too honest.
0: No, it's no, it's perfect. I've had plenty of in-your-face topics come on this podcast so it's good um just to finish off the thing tell people what is the thing that terrifies me the most
1: that terrifies you the most yeah oh my gosh i'm gonna have to think about that
0: you send it to me quite often
1: oh my goodness emus (laughs) (laughs) oh i thought you meant emotionally yes if you have ella's email or number (laughs) text up do a search in google for scary emus or you call them emus in the us <laughs> or ostrich ostriches or ostriches yeah and um what you will do is oh, no. i um, He's got his phone out. no 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 I, I don't have my phone out <laughs> i i i um, i'm just checking something but you would do that
0: oh my gosh like <laughs> oh
1: so I've just shown her a picture of, of an ostrich. It looks demonic. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: With her mouth open. So if you want, Ella's love language is scary-faced ostrich. Oh, no, please. I can't even look at it. How does that affect your mental health, Ella?
0: Well, it's trauma. It's, and I've never even been attacked by an
1: emu. So it's a rational trauma then?
0: Yes. Right. It's a thought distortion. <laughs> mm. Yes. Look at me go. Look at you go. Yes. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Oh, Matt.
1: thanks, it's been a pleasure yeah i
0: love you lots oh my gosh don't do that <laughs> <Me
1: too>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening today please download share with your friends and write a review if you would like to book in a life coaching session with me go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on instagram at next podcast